0: Greetings in the name of Christ, welcome to the Hope to Hope podcast where we share the love of Jesus Christ, his saving work by looking at the truths of his word and we are in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1 to verse 6 and it talks about acceptable service to God. What does it mean to show gratitude to God? And this section, people really struggle to see how it connects with the previous section, and most people think that it is just a tag-on. Uh, the, the writer is just giving us concluding applications, but it is not just a tag-on. He is linking it with the previous section. In chapter 12, verse 25, we are told to not refuse him who is speaking, and then we were given reasons. And if we have not refused him who is speaking, If we have come to Mount Zion, have been saved by grace through faith, and to Jesus, have come to Jesus, who is the mediator of a new covenant, what can we do but show gratitude to God for sparing us the wrath, his wrath, and for sparing us his consuming fire? We cannot but give him gratitude. So verse 28 of chapter 12, therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. And so we're going to see in verse 1 to verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 13, two ways to show gratitude to God so that we may please him the first way to show gratitude to God is by looking out for others in verse 1 to verse 3 we look out to others we look out for others rather by showing them brotherly love hospitality and social concern and then the second way to show gratitude to God so that we may please him is to look out for yourself in verse 4 to verse 6 In the area of marriage and sexual purity and contentment so we're going to see an important teaching here about hospitality and we have to think about hospitality we have to think about holding marriage in honor and then we have to think about the cure for the idol of the love of money and so if god is holy the text tells us we too must be holy in these areas and those areas are in brotherly love hospitality social concern marriage sexual purity and contentment so we read from verse one let love of the brethren continue do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it Remember the prisoners as though in prison with them, and those who are ill-treated, since you yourselves are also in the body. Marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you nor will I ever forsake you. So that we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will men do to me? And so the first area we show gratitude to God is by showing brotherly love. The call in verse one is the call to brotherly love. Let love be Or let love for the brethren continue. Loving one another is the defining mark of Christians. Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 35, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Brotherly love, the word in, in Greek, Philadelphia. In the NIV, New International Version, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Spiritual brotherhood can be more powerful than the physical brotherhood. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 Matthew chapter 12 verse 48 to verse 49 and we also show care um, and hospitality. The, it's one of the examples of loving others hospitality and it is very important hospitality is a key christian virtue in romans chapter 12 verse 13 first peter chapter 4 verse 9 first timothy chapter 3 verse 2 in fact in first timothy chapter 3 verse 2 it is one of the qualities of an elder if a pastor is not hospitable he cannot qualify to be a pastor and so christians must be hospitable It was necessary because in in the early church for Christians to be hospitable because Christian missionaries often traveled extensively throughout the Greco-Roman world and sometimes they didn't have anywhere to spend the night. They didn't have any money to lodge and so Christians often had to welcome one another and they had to welcome people who were of the faith. Hospitality then is different from entertainment because when you entertain someone you entertain people who often you benefit from but in showing hospitality to people you you entertain people that you're not going to benefit from you give them freely it's like grace it is focused also on strangers and this is something that was very important for christians in the early church and perhaps an application for us today many people during the early church in fact there was a plague like the coronavirus and maybe even worse than uh the coronavirus in the in the um first century that swept across rome and people often left the city the affluent middle class upper class people often left for better places for safety for health reasons because they didn't want to suffer the plague and guess who stayed behind the christians It's like the Christians who in China we saw when coronavirus was at its peak and people were not outside and people were suffering and the Christians were outside in China offering masks and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And those who persecuted them formally embraced them. They enjoyed seeing Christians in those PPEs, the yellow protective equipment and masks. The Christians in the early church were like that too. They welcomed strangers. They entertained people. They, they welcomed strangers who they did not know and offered help to them. And this is why the author even talks about you might even entertain angels. The focus is on strangers. It shows that true hospitality is not about us. You will never know the impact of your help. Even angels have helped Abraham. And Lot, um, in Genesis 18 and verse uh, Genesis chapter 18 and chapter 19, but it also says something about us when we show hospitality to others. Remember, we too were strangers. When Christ took us in, He took us in not to benefit from us, and that's what we have to do for others. We also show social concern, and this is applicable also for the time that we live in. But let me return to the previous point, and I thought, thinking just about the COVID-19 and the impact that it's going to have on our economy when, you know, this lockdown, rather not coronavirus, what is going to have on our economy? Affluent people might leave the country. Christian, you have the opportunity to stay and be an encouragement to those who will be struggling. And with that comes social concern. And here the author talks about caring for those in prison, those who are ill-treated, since you yourselves are in the body. It is important to care for the prisoners. Believers in the early century, first century, were often in prison for bearing the name of Jesus. And so we might also find ourselves in prison. We don't know. But then the author also talks about or extending help to those who are physically suffering. Persecution was very common in the ancient world. We have to care for prisoners. And this, are not, this is not prisoners who are convicted and imprisoned for committing crimes against the state. But the call to remember here in this verse shows that we can easily forget those who suffer. You see, then, verse 3, the word remember, Have you thought about people who are suffering during this COVID-19 crisis? But this applies not just to prisoners, but to anyone who suffers even for Christ. And this motivates us for caring for prisoners. Paul in Romans chapter 12 verse 15 says, Although you were in prison with them, similarly, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, and mourn with those who mourn. Since you are in the body, this means that you can sympathize and relate to them jesus came in the body so he could suffer with us as we saw in hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 to verse 18 so don't underestimate the power of sympathy and then lastly we show gratitude to god by looking out for ourselves in two areas in the area of sexual purity god cares about marriage and sex he says let marriage be held in honor among all in matthew chapter 19 verse 5 to verse 6 he said have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made the male and female and said therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife what therefore god has joined together let no man separate we have to think today marriage sex do not matter much to people but they matter so much to God. God cares about these two areas. It's important. God will judge people's sexual behavior. God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterers, fornicators, those who have sex before marriage and outside marriage. And this is not popular today, but we need to hear this, that God is not going to tolerate sexual impurity don't defile your marriage let the marriage bed be undefiled the first step to guard your own marriage is to keep it undefiled the marriage bed undefiled so look out for yourself in this area look out for yourself also we look at the area of money the love of money is a serious danger So you have to show gratitude to God by looking out for yourself and be content with what God has given you. And we're going to face these many problems these days because we're going to lose our income and it's going to be financially difficult. But we have to be content while still being responsible and working hard to earn our living. But the love of money is is a serious danger. The problem is not money, but the love of money. Because poor people can love money too. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 9 to verse 10, Paul says, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare into many senseless and harmful desires, and plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pangs. Martin Luther said, There are three converts there are three conversions necessary the conversion of the heart the conversion of the mind and the conversion of the purse you need to change how you view your money use your money and be content with what God gives you and the reason not to pursue money is given there for us in the text look there in verse 5 and verse 6 and these are quotations from Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 and Psalm 118 verse 6 Why should you not pursue money and love money? Because God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even as you go about helping others, showing social concern, extending hospitality, you're not wasting, God will care for you. The Lord is my helper, I will not fear The way a person treats money is the number one test of their faith. It proves whether we really believe we are headed to a heavenly city that is waiting for us where there will be no more need. So a great cure for the love of money is give generously. Even at this time, continue giving generously. Yes, we have concerns about the fear, future. and We have fear. Continue giving generously. Continue giving to the church. Take practical steps to, to do so. And may God bless you.